Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I'm trying to do with my hair. Okay. And let me tell you why I messed it up. What are you doing? So, have you... Do you watch you watch WWE before? Yeah, I've watched WWE before. You know before. Hardy Boys? I think so. Jeff Hardy? So mm. You know Swantum Bomb? And no. No? Okay, so he has long hair. Yeah. But what he does, like, he he shaves it like, like this. It's like undercut. Someone's at the door. <gasps> So, yeah, sorry for the interruption. We just got ding-dong ditched. Yes, we'll <laughs> cut that out. Man. Welcome, everyone, yeah. to episode five in our endless series of Much Ado About Economics. Yes, and today we're going to talk about something that came up in our blog post. Now, if you haven't checked it out... M-A-A-Economics.blogpost.com. We'll put the link in the description. We've started blogging as well. Um, blog it, the blogs are just essentially a condensed version of these podcasts. Yeah, just our, our two piece and what we find. Yeah, because these mm-hmm. podcasts take a bit of a, take some time to edit and get together and, you know, fix all the, take out all the bloopers and everything. So that's how we can only do it once a week. So yeah. we thought that maybe during the week we could add other things. That you could also, you know, look at, think about. Exactly. And it's a different medium. It's a written medium rather than a speaking medium. So it allows us to be concise, coherent. And work on our writing skills. I don't think cohesive is the right word in this situation. We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) But today we want to talk about hybrid work, uh, which is like work from home, but also going to the office. Mm -hmm. Because like basically, I guess like once or twice a week, you're going to go to the office and have meetings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you see, the interesting thing about work, like work from home was a super rapid adaptation when we did COVID-19 and we spoke about this in the, in the in sorry, previous episodes in the previous yeah. episodes and in the blog post as well, that we rapidly adopted this work from home concept. Yeah. But work from home isn't new. And I'll explain why. In, so, so London, UK, now the, the prices in central London are very high and it's very expensive to live in London. And obviously it is very expensive for companies to operate. Yeah, like commercial rent. rent. Right? So GlaxoSmithKline, the guys who make uh, Tylenol, Panadol, you know. Yeah, GSK. Mm-hmm. The, the good stuff. <laughs> so these guys, uh, when they would operate, um, like and that time people used to use laptops and blackberries mm-hmm. right so the way they would do it is their office was also built on this hybrid model so people would not per se have rooms and assigned desks they would just be general desks with a monitor a keyboard and all you had to do was come into work plug your laptop into the monitor keyboard plug your blackberry into the laptop the blackberry would provide you with internet connection and all the security data that you require to be able to get into the central servers so it's like a and library. that's you working from home yeah. exactly like a library yeah right so that hybrid model already existed so people would spend three days out of office and two days in office yeah so that hybrid model is not new it's not and new. people find this 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 uh style very effective yeah but now we went to a complete one-sided model where everybody was working from home yeah and even in, if you look at Toronto, like I saw, I was reading on Financial Post, the average commercial rent uh, was projected, I think in 2017, they projected that the 2020 mm-hmm. uh, commercial rent per square foot in Toronto would be about $80. Which is crazy. Which is insane. You'd be right. paying 
for like a medium sized office you'd be paying like 1500 2k a month right so 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 the idea quite simply was that that okay so 80 dollars per square foot per year yeah right so if we calculate that in, yeah. so we're talking about 6 dollars yeah. a square foot per a month a month right yeah. and there are places in Canada where you can get where you can get office space for a dollar 50 yeah a square foot a month yeah so 6 dollars almost 7 dollars a square foot a month is crazy yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you look at how big some offices need to be, multi floors, yeah. right? Because so one person, a, a a three or four people office needs at least five to six hundred square foot. Yeah, because you need a meeting room, you need some cubicle space, you need actual rooms for for like executives. So mm. you need that office space, conference rooms, yeah, exactly. lunch breaks, yeah, yeah. You need that space, mm-hmm. right? Um, so 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 like with this with this whole idea of of work from home. I think people are getting benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, companies will probably come up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you spend here's like two, three hundred, two, maybe a like thousand four, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars." Yeah, say that you know what? Take some money from us, set up your office, set up, get a monitor, get a nice desk, get a keyboard, and set yourself up so that you can operate from home, like effectively, efficiently. And I think the government is also giving people benefits. In your tax returns. Yes. So how it is, I've heard about this too. So if you're spending money from your own pocket to create that office space mm-hmm. and then you end up getting a job, mm-hmm. then you get tax breaks from that expenditure. Right? Yeah. And again, this again, this whole idea of getting tax breaks from office space isn't new because people who used to run sole proprietary ship so sole proprietors or like limited partnerships yeah they they were able to claim a certain tax benefit on their even because con- of all their office space and like self-employed entrepreneurs and contractors as well mm-hmm. it, like for example i i was I actually realized if you notice a lot of entrepreneurs have g-wagons yeah do you know why yes is because of the weight thing yeah so, so the reason they get these, the reason they get these cars is because they're over, I think, a certain weight. I think it's above six thousand pounds and like a certain price range. So you so can get a tax break. Not just a tax break. You put it on the company's expense, and it's mm. completely legal. It's fine because like it's your work vehicle. Like you use yeah. that vehicle for work, for but work. it's the right weight, so you get a tax break on it. So it's basically you pay zero tax on that car. That's crazy. That's insane. That's insane. I th- I feel like there's there's all these loopholes around every place that you yeah. can just if you just read into it, you'll probably find many things. Yeah, do it. Just but yeah, so coming back here, um, like we we're gonna have to do like a cost benefit analysis here for work from home. Yeah. For work from home. So for example, let's say we're gonna compare having an office space mm-hmm. to paying an employee a thousand dollars to set it up. Yep. So let's say an average employee will last about what three years, three to four Maybe years. Maybe two to three. Two I to think three? two to three is a better. Yeah. Uh, question. Like it's a it's a better estimate in this market. Yeah. Okay. So let's say two to three years, an employee will stay at your company. Mm-hmm. All right. So you give them a thousand dollars, and yeah. that thousand will be basically maybe a few maintenance here and there. Oh, my keyboard broke. I want another one. Yeah. So let's say I broke my laptop. I need another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say um all in all, twelve fifty fifteen hundred per year in the in the span of two three years. For okay. The I don't think so. Um, I think that there exists. I think there's a cost on both ends. The yeah. first, so let, why don't why don't we do it this way? Let's identify some mutual costs. Okay. Okay. So mutual costs will be your hardware. Yeah. So assume that because you're going to give the employees a certain bit of hardware in any case, like you're going to give laptop. them a laptop, you're going to give them a keyboard, you're going to give them a mouse, you're going to give them some cables, you're going to give them like VPN tokens. No, just just a laptop. To be no, fair. I think you have to give them a lot of stuff. Like you have to give them a few a few bits and pieces because like if 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 I'm if I'm working for a multinational, 
and let's say I need a mouse for when I work. Okay, but I'm going to tell them, listen, give me a mouse. I'm not going to go out and buy my own mouse. They can just give you the money, like buy it yourself, get the one you want. They right? could, but that's the same cost, isn't it? Giving them a mouse or buying, buying them a mouse, mouse is almost the same thing. It's the same thing. So it doesn't really, but it depends on company to company, but yeah. like a medium-sized company, mm-hmm. I don't think they want to like hold on to so much hardware themselves. Fair. They'd rather just give you the cash and you get it. Fair. So yeah. you have that whole cost of these laptops, right? And these yeah. laptops are obviously recycled. These laptops are leased. They're not even owned by the company. Yeah, so like it's MacBook not a cost. Airs. Yeah. No, it's like it's not, it's not a hardware maintenance cost for the company. It's just a lease cost. So they'll lease it out from Dell. So they'll go to like Dell or they'll go to HP and be like, okay, we have 500 employees. Yeah. We need 500 laptops. We have 20 seniors. We have 400 middle or sorry, we have 20 seniors. We have 300 middle management and we have 100 uh, low class. And then we have the re- remaining amount is IT staff. So IT staff will get really good laptops. Senior management will get ultrabooks. Middle management will get decent laptops. And lower class will get Michael crap cares. laptops. Whatever. The, yeah. Right? And then the companies will pay a certain lease cost mm. for these laptops. And it's like a fixed cost for the year. And it's provided with maintenance. It's provided with all services protection, all the services that you need. Right? So that's just one fixed cost the companies will pay in ir- irrespective of if they're going to be... Working from home working or from working home. in the office. Because right? you need the equipment. Exactly. So that's that's... That's a big thing. That's a big headache off as well. Because like, okay, mm-hmm. either way, you're going to pay for it. All right, what's next? Yep. So now you have office space, mm-hmm. which is like the number one issue, depending on where you are. In office some space places, and utilities. In some places, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can afford to have an office space because yep. it's a lot cheaper in certain places. Mm-hmm. But if you are thinking about growing as a company, you want to be in the main areas. Yep. You want to be in London. You want to be in Toronto. You want to be in New York. You want to be on Bay Street, not in Mississauga. Exactly. Mississauga is growing, but yeah. That's that's the point. Like you, you want to be I mean. on Bay Street in mm-hmm. Toronto. You want to be in Sacramento. You want to be in San Francisco. The silver, yeah. The what's it called? The Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley is in San Francisco. Well, not everyone's moving to Texas, but that's a different story. Oh yeah, Texas. Ooh. But yeah. that means you're gonna have to pay more. Mm-hmm. So in that case, having a work from home situation gives you that leeway that okay, we can have our office be anywhere that we want if yep. we need one. In the case for hybrid work. In the case of our work from home, you don't even need an office. You don't need an office. You just need, you just to be need employees. Yeah, you just need yeah. employees. So you just so that particular cost can be completely wiped out. And in a way that also reduces this whole issue of worker insurance premiums, because yes. there's no workspace essentially. So there's no working hazard. There's no working hazard. You're just working from home. And certain companies give you commuter benefits. Mm-hmm. So they they compensate you for your commute to yeah. an extent. So like TTC or fuel costs, whatever yeah. it costs you. That's gone. That's gone. What else? Um, utilities maybe, and... But maybe now companies, what they'll do is they'll change their fringe benefits from commuter benefits to health benefits. So rather, because you'll be sitting at home all the, all, all the time, they'll yeah. give you, you know, a gym membership or they'll say, hey, you want to buy a bicycle? We'll give you $400, buy yourself a bicycle. Or get an ergonomic chair. Yeah. Yeah, or a standing desk. Right. Like they, maybe what they could do is they'll give you money to buy your equipment, but they'll give you a list of things that they will recommend you to get. Exactly. Or they'll limit you that you can only buy stuff from these suppliers. So yeah, like that's like the future. Like that's how they would innovate to be mm-hmm. able to make sure that your, your employee is You're well accommodated. And yeah, and they're efficient at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's what they want their employees to be, efficient and productive. And speaking of product, so that's the cost benefit of analysis in a nutshell. In, in a way, but let's look at let's look at certain negative aspects of work from home. Hmm. Um, well, there was a big hit on productivity. Well, not necessarily productivity, but at this it was more of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the only case study in a in a mass, like in a mass format, is pan- during the pandemic where mm-hmm. everyone was working from home. So that negative aspect is 
can be attributed to the pandemic itself rather mm. than working from home. I think like the whole negative vibe that you were getting from the pandemic. Yeah. That's like as in we're like you're you're stuck at home mm-hmm. and all you can do okay fine you'll work but then you can't leave your house for anything else. Yeah, you can just the most you, you can do is maybe work. go for a walk, go for right? a, yeah. And I think it's very important that people have that space. Yeah. Um because if we saw and I think we mentioned this in the introduction episode is that the divorce rate went really high. Yeah. Right? And that is that can be attributed obviously to this whole work from home thing that people are spending more time at home. Yeah. There are more there's more tension at home. Yeah. Right? There's kids running around because they're also at home so there's no space for people to you know yeah to like be themselves like not everyone really had the luxury to create an office space Mm -hmm. at home and that created issues at home right um we also look at i mean there was a rise in zoom meetings there was a rise in digit there was a high digital intensity yeah if uh the article that we that the the art the blog post that we wrote we cited an article from microsoft Mm -hmm. and they did a it was an index that they did i don't quite remember but Basically, every year they do a particular index on productivity yep. and work. Yeah. And they said that digital intensity went up. Mm-hmm. They, it more than doubled during yep. the year. And that created a certain kind of exhaustion. Because you've went from like working with coworkers, mm-hmm. which also has studies that working, having coworkers around you creates a social atmosphere. Yeah, it creates, it, it creates that ability. You know, that we, like you see someone, because we're social animals, right? We're yeah. not just, we can't just live behind a computer the whole so time. So it's conducive to being exactly. productive. Exactly. Right. So we're in that environment. So and you and take that away abruptly. And there's a difference of doing business over the laptop versus, you know, face-to-face, right? Because yeah. you understand that person's body language. You see how that person feels. You, you do business over a meal, over a drink, something along those lines, exactly. right? When you're on your laptop, how do you share a meal with someone? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Right? And this whole thing, like even companies would have to <clears throat> upgrade a lot of their hardware as well. Yeah. Right? Because we're looking because you have to get you have to get enough server bandwidth that goes over the internet. You have to get enough internet bandwidth for everybody to be accessing your servers twenty four seven, running those systems really hard. That can also be outsourced. It can be outsourced, but you have to pay for that level of Service. bandwidth that's true. right yeah. because if you say so you had an office right everybody could be connected by your local network yeah right so everybody would be in office all your connections are in office so you can run as much bandwidth as you want in office because it'll just be through it'll be based off your cabling yeah right so your bottleneck will really be what your server is capable of and that can be upgraded very easily yeah but now when you're looking at this whole work from home thing you have to access a portal you have to access the internet so now you so now your bottleneck is not really the servers and the hardware that you have but it's more your internet plan yeah that's true right so you need to be able to upgrade your internet you need internet backups and internet Mm. is not cheap no, not it here. It is very expensive. Not in Canada. In some yeah. places, it's very cheap. In some places, it's very cheap. But in Canada, Canada it's, it's not cheap at all. No, it's overpriced in my opinion. But yeah, even that's like a different story. Plans, that's a different that's story. A different but story. if we do move, to, but I feel like you could probably get a business plan of some sort. I, I feel like eventually, if we do move to work from home to that mm-hmm. extent, or like even hybrid work, I feel like it's going to come down. But that's the only time will tell. Yeah. But I mean, there are also advantages of having like hybrid work. Mm-hmm. It's because when you do work in a company, you have two aspects. More generally, you have two aspects of the mm-hmm. of the work type of work that you do. One is like group projects or yep. like planning and all that, yep. and the other is the independent work that you do. Mm-hmm. So having hybrid work, meaning that yep. you only go to work for like twice a week, mm-hmm. what that gives you is that for those two days in the week that you're in the office, you are working on those group projects, you are planning things out, you're having the meetings, you are delegating tasks, yep. and then the rest of the week you just go and get the work done. I mean, you could do the same meetings like mm-hmm. through Zoom. But I feel like having that face-to-face contact, like you could also work a bit while you're in the office. Yeah. 
and all that. I so think that the other thing that we also need to look at this work from home is the work-life balance sort of improves in one aspect. Yeah. Because you're spending more time at home, which means that you, in a way, have more time to do other things. Like, because you're not spending an hour, hour and a half commuting every single day. Yeah. You have that hour, an hour and a half to, you know, go out and do self-improvement. You could go out for a bicycle ride. Spend you could, time you know, with your kids. spend time with your kids. Yeah. You know? So, so I think there is a benefit to this because it improves your work-life balance, but maybe it could be too much home life to a little work life in the sense that things can become distracting. Right? Yeah. Say you had kids running around the whole time. Yeah. What would you really do? You wouldn't you, be able to properly operate. Especially because you don't have the space. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have the space or your kids are really small. So they just run, run into your room and you're in the middle of a meeting and they're like, hey, 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 I want you to do this with me. I want you to do this with me. And you're like, listen, I'm kid, on a meeting. I'm trying to work. Yeah. Right? That's true. That, but that's what, that's the advantage of having like those one or two days that mm-hmm. you're in the office so you can deal with the meetings then yep and then when you're at home like you could you could structure your day in a way that okay when the kids are busy doing this i can get this work done like you could work that out too because it's right mostly independent work that you're doing at home mm-hmm. so it gives you that flexibility because like i mean yeah nine to five is good but not every day is your day that you're going to be productive yeah. right and i think that another thing that 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 also comes up which is i'm going to go on a slight tangent here but yeah. i think one thing that does come up is the effectiveness of being able to get employees from different places because Mm -hmm. now with this whole work from home thing you're not really you're not really like limited to people you don't have to like hire people and come into work that they have to commute into work right you can hire anybody from any part of the country yeah in in that sense you can hire anybody for any part of the world yeah to multinational because you can work from because everybody's working from home or every if you if you if you take this hybrid model the idea of outsourcing Mm is can be can also be rapidly or it can also be adopted more and more yeah because you don't have to send as much work because now you you've already implemented this whole idea of work from home this whole idea of being able to work remotely yeah so just send it outside your labor cost is cheaper not just that i feel like we're gonna move away from the hourly wage model to the more performance-based model mm-hmm. so you get like a base and if you complete certain tasks in certain like time, commission basically commission. like sales in a way commission but yeah performance-based yeah you get bonuses depending on how efficiently you get your work done yeah so if you reach your if you hit your targets or if you exceed your targets you'll get paid Bonus. better compensated better exactly and right? i feel like that's the that's gonna be the new model that's gonna mm-hmm. i mean it's, it's already slowly moved towards it yeah but i feel like that is the trend that's gonna, right? we're gonna go towards and and along these lines Places like downtown Toronto are going to be less attractive. Will they? Because if you still have hybrid work, mm-hmm. that means you're still going to go to office. You're going to go somewhere yeah. to have your meeting. Yeah. Because I don't think we're going to 100% go to work from home yet. Work from home. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because we already had such a quick transition to it, so now we've learned. Yeah. And the pandemic kind of made it worse. But now that if once everything opens up and everything's back to normal, then maybe it might permanently move. But I feel like if you are doing hybrid, then it's, I don't know if it's very feasible. See, I don't know if... Okay, another aspect could, could be quite simply this. If we stop... Like, if we move away from this whole having one major office and run with satellite offices. So then what you do is you reduce everyone's commute time by creating offices where you know people live. So say that a lot mm-hmm. of people, a lot of your employees live in the Peel region. So yeah. in central Mississauga, you build an office. No. You take your downtown... Business idea. <laughs> so <laughs> you take... Okay, run with it. So what we can do, you have a company. Yeah. It's a real estate company mm-hmm. that, rent, that rents out office space, but it's, it's like an Airbnb kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it might exist already. Yeah, but I think it does exist. It's called WeWork. 
or Regis. I think go. they've already done it. There you go. But what you can do is you have five days of work days. Mm-hmm. All right. You allocate two days for this company, two days for this company, one day for this company. Yeah. It doesn't work exactly along those lines. I think that's slightly more niche what you're coming up with. Yeah. But there exists places where you can rent office space for a day, rent a meeting room for a day, rent office space for a few hours oh, to yeah, operate over things, yeah. right? But the idea that, we, that we're saying is that if you, if a big company can create, this, the way banks have like, see, they have regional branches. Yeah. Companies, rather than creating one big office, they create office setups, right? Regional mm-hmm. setups, which allow people to commute into smaller places, okay? Which may or may not be cheaper, but it reduces that commute time for people. Yeah. Which means that living in downtown is still less attractive, right? Because see, okay, say, say, say that I worked in downtown, but I lived in Oakville, so I have to go train every single day. Yeah. Okay, or every two days, I have to go train all the way to downtown. Yeah. Maybe it still makes sense for me to live in downtown. Mm. But now, if, it, if it's in Mississauga, then why would I even need to go train? I could drive, because in Oakville, almost everybody has a car, right? Yeah. Assuming you live in Oakville, you probably have a car. Yeah. So you just drive. It's closer. To your office space. It's probably a 20, 20, 30 minute drive. Yeah. Which is better for you than traveling all the way. So in terms of satellite offices, so you're basically building an office. You basically, you still set up your office the way you would do, but, but like, instead what about, of... But what about the cost though? Because like if you have three or four of them and you, you probably have one in downtown because you probably have a lot of... But the idea is that you downsize your downtown office. Mm. So you downsize your downtown office but you set up regional because, offices across. Or because uh, Toronto is such a, it's a metropolis, mm-hmm. there's a higher chance of you being able to rent it out for a short-term purpose. Like a day, you could rent a conference room. Like you could uh, sublease your office. Yeah, basically. And then right? use it like once a week. I guess, yeah. I mean, there are many models that could, that could work. I mm-hmm. feel like it's just down to like experimenting with them and finding the balance. Yeah, I don't think there's there's an ideal approach for work from home or oh, hybrid yet. model. Yeah. But I think that the idea of a hybrid model is probably the way to go yeah. rather than this whole work from home. Because I think you just, I think it's better because you do get a much nicer work-life balance. You're more comfortable at home. Yeah. Right? So I think the idea of making people more comfortable just m- promotes this idea of productivity. Yeah. Because, see, like, like the way Google does it, right? So if you go to a Google office, you know, there's all these fancy things. There's, there's restaurants. Room. There's snap rooms. Exactly. And all this is just to improve worker productivity and motivation and all those and then, things. And at the same time, if you have, like, the satellite offices as mm-hmm. well, you always have the option that, okay, I can't work today at home. I want to go to the office. Exactly. You can always just take your stuff. You can just quickly, you know. Like how you have your laptop and BlackBerry connected. Just in. zip across. Yeah. So it right? could work. Yeah. That's true. So that could be a trend that we might see. Mm-hmm. What if we? What if another thing that happens with this whole work from home thing is this idea of maybe changing the working hours? So instead of so, and mm-hmm. people don't work nine to five, but they work in shifts. So you work maybe maybe you work shorter shifts. So you work six hour shifts, mm-hmm. and there's two or three six hour shifts. Yeah. Wait, wait. So like at home, like you work six hours and then you take a break and you work another six hours. No. So different employees work different times. Oh, but what if like, I mean, yeah, it might be on a department to department cases, but what if, oh, what you mean is like at least one person in a department at any given time is working. Exactly. If, especially if you're like an international or company. Or multiple. Or multiple. So in case you need interdepartmental communication. Communication, cross-border communication, there. there's, always, there's always someone there. And that might improve productivity because remember when we used to study in school yeah. and we used to talk about this whole thing that, you know, 80 minute lessons are not productive. 
30 minute lessons are productive or 40 minute lessons are productive because people's attention span changes. Yeah. Right. So eight hour days. Exactly. So eight hour days can cause you extreme exhaustion. Whereas a six hour day might be better because your productivity will be better. Mm -hmm. Right. And you will have, and the business will have more time to be operational because instead of operating only eight hours, now you're operating 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And what if another way that they could go is instead of doing time oriented, it's Mm -hmm. now, goal oriented yeah like in a week you have these tasks to complete you finish them in your time in your time but i guess i guess that's good and the bad only issue with that like yeah the good and bad because the only issue that comes up with that is communication exactly it takes two to three business days to get an email back exactly so what do you do there so maybe um a lot of businesses use whatsapp chats yeah so they could have like a business group mm-hmm. like a departmental groups or like slack or teams or whatever exactly. any, any sort of instant messaging platform so i feel like that's where a lot of work needs to be done in mm-hmm. terms of making sure that whatever you are communicating you get a you get a response back yep in like in good time so mm-hmm. i guess maybe like prioritizing the type of messages that you could send mm-hmm. urgent or high priority low priority mm-hmm. etc and also at the same time like the management team is going to work different hours because they're going to have more load yep. and their type of work is will be also going to be different because they're yeah. more of like interacting. I think they are more strategic, right? So I think it could, I think it'll be a mix for them. I think there'll be more times where they'll find themselves. I think there will be more time that they will find themselves like on downtime. Yeah. And there'll be certain times where they will be overloaded. Yeah. Right. I think more so than now overloaded and more so than now downtime. Yeah. So I think they'll, they'll have their, their scale will sort of, reach the extremes and i feel like that is the case that's been the case so i mean if you're management and you're like a senior director and everything like you you are in that position is because Mm -hmm. you know you can you can strategize like you deserve to be in that position to an extent or you know what you're doing i think so yeah so i guess in that case maybe right yeah vacation (sighs) that is a tough one because now that you're not really going to the office you don't really need you don't really need sick days you don't really need sick days. Because you can just sit at home and do it. But what if you're sick for a week and you cannot complete the goals? Then you can take a sick leave? I think that if you are sick, you should be given that ability to... Let's say, let's say, you, fall, let's say you're, you had a goal that was due at the end of the week. Mm. Conventionally. Yeah. You had a goal that was done at the end of the... Like you had something that was due on Friday and you fell sick on Thursday. Mm. Or you fell sick on Wednesday and you haven't completed what you need to do. You would still get up and complete it, right? Because you know that that is your goal. Yeah. Right? Or you would somehow reorganize the work in such a way that you ask someone else to help you out with it. Yeah. Right? So I think the same thing will apply. You, and, and because people will stay home, but they'll still sort of do a little bit of work here and there because you have to be active and people will ask you questions. So you have to speak about it. Yeah. Right? Similarly, if you are sick and you're working from home, you will be at home in any case. You can still yeah. be in your bed and you can still be online. Yeah, that's true. So it won't really make a difference. You probably won't need sick days. Or like maybe it'll still be there and like, it'll be like a hierarchy, right? At mm-hmm. first you try to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you ask other people to help you. Yep. And then you ask management to extend the deadline and take a sick day. Yep. So I feel like those sick days might still be there, but it won't be used as often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what about vacations? Like, you know how you get two week vacations? I think you will still get those. Yeah, I think those but are. St- I think those are like basic requirements. I think what's gonna happen is what people are gonna do is they're gonna reorganize their work in a way that they're gonna overwork one week, mm-hmm. 
they would take the vac- they would go on a vacation but they would take the work with them so they yeah. can work like an hour or two a day there are lots of social issues that can come with that yep in terms of you know family it's family time it's vacation you're supposed to be spending exactly. time with your family why exactly. you you know why are you working right now it's you're on vacation you know yeah. so all that stuff but, but if you think about it when our parents went on vacation it's not like they were not they were ever not working, right? They always had something to do. There was a phone, at least one phone call. There's always like a phone call a day. There was always a phone call. If not a day, but like there is a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Something comes up. But yeah, but I feel like it might be more now because mm-hmm. it's, you have to draw a line, right? Like work and life. Like you, you, you have need to, that work-life you need, balance. You need to balance it. Like you can't yeah. just go on vacation and still work. Like you're blurring the lines and exactly. it's going to ruin your life. Yeah. So I feel like people have to be very cautious in terms of being able to draw that mm-hmm. line. At first, having a nine to five and having a physical office allowed you to, it gave you the line. It gave you that separation. You go home. Compartment. Especially yeah. like if you're like middle management or even like yeah. lower management, you go to work, you finish your work, you come home, there's, you have no homework per se. Yeah. Like, yeah, as a senior director and all that. You, it, senior, senior directors have to be online at, you have all the time calls, because yeah. it's always there. Like, there's always work for them. And you're also working, into, if you're working internationally, you're working with time zones. So that's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Phone call at late in the night, that's normal. Yeah. But in terms of lower management, middle management, now that's where it's gonna, there's going to be a shift in like how they're going to operate socially. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how the trend's going to go for that. It, it yeah. could be really good in the sense that some people will be able to balance it out perfectly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, some people may not be able to balance it out. And that creates a new dimension for the interview process as well. Because now companies will not only be looking at how good you are as a person and like what, how you can help them. But how more, productive you can be. At home. Yeah, exactly. How well do you balance your life? Mm-hmm. So I feel like interview processes are going to be very different. If you I think they're going to be very strict. They're going to be strict because now you're looking at a bigger talent pool, yeah. firstly. I think that there's going to be like some sort of entry exam, I have a feeling. Like you have the initial rounds. Yeah. Then you have the entry exam. Like technical interviews in a way. Yeah, basically. But see, because a lot of banks do it, right? Like there are a lot, like if you apply to bank jobs, they have these, in, they have these like tests and stuff in place to see how well you are like how cognizant you are, yeah. uh, how well you can problem solve, yeah. all those types of things. So I think there's just going to be, I think there's, there's going to be a more rapid adoption, ad- adoption of that concept, yeah. but also they will increase the tests that are done Yeah. to be able to clean out the pool so that you put aside people who can't balance, you take in people who can balance, yeah. and then you do your interviews. Yeah, exactly. So the, essentially, there'll just be a lot more screening. I, I feel like there's going to be another round that's going to be... In, like right mm-hmm. now, it's like you get a phone call, a 10-minute phone call telling you, okay, we're going to interview you. Yep. They just want to like, you know, like see how you sound. It's on a scam. Exactly. And yep. also like you haven't got another job yet. Yeah. Because like that, that's what that phone call is for, right? Yep. Okay, are you still available basically? Yep. All right, that's, that's the first round. Then you mm-hmm. have the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, the screening, sorry. Mm-hmm. Then you have the phone call. Then you have the interview. interview. In some cases, you get a second interview. Yep. And then in some cases, you have like uh, some sort of test. Yeah. And then you get into training and then you start the job. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like there's going to be an extra screening somewhere in the middle. To test your personal, okay. interpersonal skills. Exactly. Your ability to be able to balance that life. Yeah. So, I don't know how they were going to do it. I don't know. Because there's an issue of privacy there now, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's my personal life. Why are you messing with it? That's but like, true. Hello, you're working from home. If your personal life is bothering you, it's going to bother us. Yeah. So you're going to have to figure that out. That's true. But yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of concerns. Like, a lot more concerns than meets the eye. Yeah. Because once you start getting into it, I think there's a lot of issues that pop up. Like, even taxes, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think tax is also an issue. Because if you have people working foreign, like, if you have people from the, from, like, that are not, like, it's not outsourcing, but you just have foreign employees, I think you have to pay a different level of tax on that because there's tax treaties between where they work and where mm. you work or like so, where your headquarters are. So, I mean, that that, go, that goes into the interview process, right? Yep. So, you have to figure out, okay, where are they working? Okay, mm-hmm. they're working there. What's the tax, Im- tax implication if they're mm-hmm. working there? What if they travel? What if, what if your employee just travels because they have to, but they're still working? They're still online. Yeah. What do you do then? I think it, but I think it's, uh, it's like, it'll be treated as a multinational corporation, right? Mm. It's basically having a company with a company that has businesses in different countries. Yeah. Like but what how, if it's like one employee? Coke, like how Coke works. Say you work in, say you're CIBC. Mm. You work at CIBC. You go to Pakistan for a month or for two months and you because you have there. to. You're working from there. Right? I'm mm. sure there's a tax implication there. I don't know. We're going to have to search that. I think that's something that, that's also an issue. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it'll be easier for companies to have their HQs be in mm. tax, tax havens. havens. Like how Coke is not based in US. Yeah. Coke, I think it's, was it Cayman? Was it Northern Ireland? I don't remember. Something like that. Something along Ireland, those lines. Yeah. So I feel like that will be more popular. Yeah. Because now it's like, oh, we're in, we don't have an office. We're mm-hmm. just online. We're basically yeah. We Yeah, we work from home. We work from home. So mm-hmm. we have people. And Cayman Islands is our home. So we have like, uh, you just sent 10 employees. Like, okay, 10 of you guys are going to be living in Cayman Islands. Yeah. And then that's your office. That's your office. We're gonna create like a small little room. That's our stationary office. Yeah. That's the only office we have in the whole world. Everyone else works from home. Mm. No one goes to that. And office. if we ever need an office space, we'll just rent it. We just rent it. But our main office is in Cayman Islands. Yeah. So and now you're a. They, now you're in a tax haven. Like there's there's a way you could figure that out, and then you're in a tax yeah. haven. But yeah, but then again, at the same time, if you have like a lot if of employees export, operating. I feel like there, the laws might change. It's very hard for tax laws to change. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if this, if this becomes a trend, they're going to have to change it. I think they're going to have to change it. It's going to be laws. more of how and many, where are, your most, where are your employees mostly? And, and another, another thing that we need to look at is how we calculate GDP. Because if we, and I think we spoke about this in the future, that we're not going to have world economies. We're going to yeah. have like a, we're not going to have like country-based economy. We're just going to have a global economy. Because, like, if you're, if you're exporting hmm. Coke from wherever it's produced, obviously, like, Coke is produced locally for different countries so that there yeah. isn't that whole flow of money. But if there is that whole flow of money, then there's a lot of, then there'll be a lot more imports, a lot less exports, and that will cause your GDP to go down. Because now, now the issue is, like, there's going to be a big, big difference between GDP and GNP. Yeah. Right? GNI. GNI. Yeah. GNI. Gross national income. Yeah. So... Yeah, they, that might be the case, but I feel like wherever you're based in, mm-hmm. actually no, when Coke makes money, wh- what economy does it go into? I think because, see, because they sell concentrate, right? Yeah. So they only sell the concentrate and the franchise fee and bottlers will actually bottle it, put it together and sell it. Oh. So... What they only make they, money on they is the it. exactly. So yeah. they only make money on the concentrate. They mm-hmm. don't really make money on the actual bottling of it. But I'm saying that in the sense that if you were to, like for example, BMW mm. or I don't know Mercedes, Porsche, pick one of these brands, mm-hmm. right? These are all German, but yeah. The reason no, I'm telling you the, uh, the reason why they're like the my my logic here is quite simply that they are produced in Germany and they're exported. Yeah. Now say that they say okay, we don't want an office in Germany. We want an office in the Cayman Islands, mm. and 
we export from Germany across the world, mm. but your office is in Cayman Islands. Yeah. Whose tax laws do you work with? Whose GDP do you account with? Oh, true. That's, that's true. But like, what if you do it like, okay, you're a German-based company, but you're Cayman-based, Cayman Islands-based for tax purposes. Yeah. You know how you have amortization, like depreciation, that you have normal depreciation, and then you have depreciation for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. So maybe like there's that's what's gonna happen. I don't know. I feel I think that I think that's a, that's a very sensitive I f- topic. Though. I feel like we need to ask an accountant about how that works because like honestly, I'm not well versed in like tax laws, mm-hmm. so I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm gonna have yeah. to do some research on that. Maybe True. a new blog post. Maybe a new blog post. Yeah. Maybe another episode just mm-hmm. on tax. That's gonna be a tough one. That's a tough. Episode. That's a lot of research. Yeah. But yeah, I'm maybe we should maybe we should get an accountant to help us out with this. Yeah. <laughs> Next guest speaker and accountant. Guest, yeah, you can have a guest. That would be that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, someone who who knows tax laws here. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. I think that sounds like a good episode. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that comes that that brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah, that was hybrid work. That is work from home. At yeah. the end of it, I think I'm just I think I'm gonna say I think work from home is a great idea. Like this hybrid thing, I think it's a great idea. I think it's Con- better than just coming into work. Yeah, theoretically, yes. There are lots of benefits, but a lot of things that needs to be hashed out. Yeah. Like people, like humans need mm-hmm. to become more organized, they need to become yeah. more disciplined in order mm-hmm. to be able to successfully implement work from home. If done well, can be done very well. But very if not well. thought out well, it will cause issues. Yeah. Like the ceiling is a lot higher. For productivity, in my I opinion. I agree. Because it cuts off commuting time. That's number yeah. one. Normal morning traffic. Have you ever driven morning traffic Bro, in Saudi? trust. You don't. You don't. Oh, I remember I you, I don't. You've not driven in morning traffic in Canada. Bro, you go from like Oakville to Toronto. No, here, like, yeah. Morning traffic here is like, you're just waiting. Yeah. In Saudi. <laughs> okay, fine. I was in Saudi. I remember I was working, like, uh, I was at my, I was going to my dad's office. Now, Okay, so this is how it is. There, so you know, like the Damam and Khobar, they're twin cities. Yeah. Right. So I live in between the twin cities. Yeah. My my dad's wo- so Damam is north, Khobar is south. south. I live in the middle. Yeah. Work. My dad's work office is like the southern part of Khobar. Yeah. All right. So now, my dad used to Uber Uber to work, and I no actually no we used to live together, but he used to Uber to work, mm-hmm. and I used to take the car. Why? Because I had two people I need to pick up. In the northern part of the mom. No. So I had to go all the way up to the mom. Yeah. And the way the mom Khubar is set up, Khubar is like more of the financial hub. More of the companies and offices are in Khubar. Mm. So a lot of people commute from the mom to Khubar. Yeah. So I go pick up my friends and I have to go through Jubail Road, which is, oh my God. <laughs> you don't, that's, that was when I perfected my driving. Yeah. You, you're not a good driver until you get to that those roads at that time. Like 9 a.m., 8 a.m., oh my God. I, I, I think I almost got, into, almost got into three accidents and it wasn't even my fault. The guy just cut me off to get to the exit. At some point, even I'm just like... Been no there, way. done that. I, I'm probably one of those people. <laughs> at some point, even I was like, oh no, I don't want to miss his exit. So I just like... It's, but yeah, you, I learned a lot. Yeah, well. But yeah, that was just a tangent. Hope you guys enjoyed. I think that was a good episode. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Take care. See you next week.